I invite you to take your Bibles, if you will, and turn with me to the New Testament book of Revelation, the very last book in the Scripture, Revelation chapter 21, beginning at verse 1, where John writes, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, See, the home of God is among mortals. He will dwell with them as their God. They will be his peoples. And God himself will be with them. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. Death will be no more. Mourning and crying and pain will be no more. For the first things have passed away. And the one who is seated on the throne said, See, I am making all things new. Also he said, Write this, for these words are trustworthy and true. Then he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty, I will give water as a gift from the spring of the water of life. Those who conquer will inherit these things, and I will be their God, and they will be my children. Will you pray with me? Almighty God, we give you thanks for your holy word. And for the privilege now of studying it together. And as I stand before these, your people, this is your holy church. I pray that this would be your message and not my own. Through the name of Jesus the Christ. Amen. I love this Sunday. It's one of those Sundays when we have the opportunity to pause and remember to remember people, people who had that special place in our lives, people who helped shape us, mold us, make us the individuals that God created us to be. We remember the members of our congregation, remember those in our family. As I was preparing for today, I had the opportunity to look through the pictures that we just reviewed together and remember and to celebrate. And I was remembering sacred times spent together, conversations that we had together. Sharing life with someone is one of the most sacred privileges that we could ever have. To be a part of someone else's life, to share what's important, to break bread together, to fellowship together. It's a sacred privilege because every individual is unique. Someone that God specifically created and placed then in our lives to be able to share that and then to be able to pause and remember to give thanks to God for those who have gone on before us and for the difference that they made. To share in the lives of a beloved is to be cherished. 
I love the book of Revelation. It's one of those books of the Bible that for some reason we have misinterpreted over the years. It's very symbolic, of course, but it's a message of hope. It's not meant to be a horrifying, scary book. It's actually meant to be a message of hope. See, the people that John receives this vision for that God is speaking to, they were being persecuted unmercifully by Nero and by Domitian. They were being martyred, being dipped in pitch and used as torches to light the way into the city to make a point. It was a horrible time and a difficult time to be a Christian. And God is giving to them a message of hope. It's a call to be faithful. And God gives us in this scripture this beautiful image of the new Jerusalem, the holy city, the place where God dwells among us, coming to be part of our world, to be part of our lives. We're told it's as a bride adorned for her husband. I love doing weddings, and I've done several this past year, and I will share with you, I typically have the best seat at the wedding because I'm right there beside the wedding party. I get to walk in with the groom, stand beside the groom as they look down the aisle, waiting to see their bride. I love those first images when the groom sees the bride for the first time. And the bride, looking at her groom, looks to see, how are you responding to the fact that I am here? I am here. The smiles the tears, the joy, you can feel it. You can feel it. And God says, that's, that's what this is like when, when God is united with His people, when the people of God are received into the loving arms of God, that, that sense of joy and excitement, those emotions, the smiles, the tears, all bottled up as we come together this is the image God uses to share with the church reuniting with God as the people of God. God with us, Emmanuel. God and the people of God together where there'll be no more death, no more mourning, no more crying, no pain. God said, actually, I'm making all things new. And I love verse 5, where God says, write this, for these words are trustworthy and true. Then he said to me, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty I give water as a gift from the spring of the water of life. To those who conquer, they'll inherit these things. I will be their God, and they will be my children, a sacred marriage. The promises of Jesus ring so true when we, we see this image in Revelation. Like John three sixteen that said, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, so that whosoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life, a glimpse of what that everlasting life looks like. 
And Jesus says in John chapter 11, verse 25, I am the resurrection and the life. Those who believe in me, even though they die, yet shall they live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. And John 14, one of my favorite, beginning at verse 1, Jesus said, Do not let your hearts be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house there are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a room for you? And if I go to prepare a place for you, I'll come again and take you to myself so that where I am, there you may be also. Peter. Peter picks up those images as well. In 1 Peter 1, verse 3, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. By His great mercy, He has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you who are being protected by the power of God through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. And God gives us a glimpse. In Revelation 21, we get a glimpse of that inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, unfading, kept in heaven for you and for all those who have gone before us. Paul, in 1 Thessalonians, in his letter to the church at Thessalonica, chapter 4, verse 13, he says, We do not want you to be uninformed, brothers and sisters, about those who have died, so that you might not grieve as others do who have no hope. For since we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so, through Jesus... God will bring with him those who have died. What a beautiful image we have in the scripture. To be able to get a glimpse of the people of God in the fullness of the kingdom of God, worshiping and praising God. Those who've gone before us, who've run their race, celebrating. Even before we get this image in Revelation 21, there's another beautiful glimpse that God gives to John to pass on to you and to pass on to me in Revelation 7 verse 9. After this, I looked, and there was a great multitude that no one could count from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, robed in white with palm branches in their hands, they cried out in a loud voice saying, Salvation belongs to our God who is seated on the throne and to the Lamb. And all the angels stood around the throne and the elders and the four living creatures and they fell on their faces before the throne and worshiped God singing, Amen. Blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Then one of the elders addressed me, John said, saying, Who are these robed in white and where have they come from? I said to him, Sir, 
you're the one who knows. Then he said to me, these are those who've come out of the great ordeal and they have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. For this reason, they are before the throne of God and worship Him day and night within His temple. And the one who is seated on the throne will shelter them. They will hunger no more and thirst no more. The sun will not strike them nor any scorching heat. For the Lamb at the center of the throne will be their shepherd. And He will guide them into the springs of the water of life. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. I, I love that scripture with Jesus will be their shepherd and guide them. And God himself, God himself will intimately reach out and wipe every tear from their eyes. All saints... We have the scriptures to celebrate with us that death is not the end, but a new beginning in the fullness of God's kingdom. We even get a glimpse of the fullness of God's kingdom in the second coming when God is revealed. But in the meantime, we get to pause and remember. To remember all those who've gone before us, those special people in our lives, I want to encourage you today to take some time. Take some time to pause. Take some time to remember those who've impacted your life, those who've touched you. I, I want to encourage you today to take some time and to pause on this All Saints Sunday and, and share these stories with your children, with your family, with your friends. Let me tell you about this person and the difference that they have made. This is one of those days where I always pause and remember my grandmother, the little short round country grandma, the one who always was ready to take care of her grandkids when we would ride our bicycles to our house and she would have the fried apple pies ready for us. The grandma who dipped snuff and we would sit on her front porch with the chickens in the yard and grandma would dip her snuff and she would spit. I have a little can in my office, a little snuff can like the one grandma always used. It was one of her cans and for us, grandma would mix up some cocoa and some sugar so that we could pretend to dip with her. We didn't realize what she was dipping tasted differently than ours, so why we couldn't figure out why is she spitting it out. This is pretty good stuff. Memories. Memories. Or of a father who worked day and night to raise his family. My father, who grew up so incredibly poor and in a difficult and somewhat abusive environment, was determined his family would never experience that. Every Sunday he was up, our shoes would be polished, we would go to church as a family because family and God meant something to him. He taught us a work ethic. He taught us about honor. He taught us what it meant to put our name on something and that our name 
should mean something. And he taught us, even though he had a quiet faith, about faith. You have names. You have people. Remember those people and give thanks to God. Paul says in Philippians 1.3, I thank my God every time I remember you. Who are the people you give thanks to God for? Remember them and give thanks to God for them and share then the stories. And reflect today on the saints who are among us. A saint is not only someone who has gone before us, but a saint is one who believes in Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord, made saint, made holy by God's grace. So who are the people in your lives today? Pause and tell them while they can still hear you. Share with them the difference that they make in your lives and what they mean to you and share that with your children, your family, your friends. Call them. Tell them. It will bless them in an amazing way. And then look up and go, God, I give you thanks for these people you have placed in my life who shaped me. And then hold the mirror up and ask, what am I like and whose life am I touching? Someday when my picture appears on the screen or a candle is lit and our name is called, what impact have we made in someone else's life? And then to reflect, whose life am I being called to touch today? And how much confidence do we have in our relationship with Jesus Christ to know that I can be a part of this kingdom and this glimpse around the throne and the heaven and the earth coming together and God celebrating and worshiping? Am I going to be part of that by God's amazing grace and His forgiveness his death on a cross, His resurrection offering to all of us everlasting life, you can know that. You can know that and celebrate that today. And then let us commit to run the race before us. For Hebrews 12 verse 1 says, Therefore, since we are, Surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin that sings so closely and, and let, us, let us run with perseverance the race that's set before us. Looking to Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith, who for the sake of the joy that was set before him endured the cross, disregarding its shame and has taken his seat at the right hand of the throne of God. I love this Sunday. It's a time to remember. Sometimes we are so busy, we do not pause to remember. Pause today. Some Sabbath time to remember and give thanks to God. For those who've gone before us, those who are still among us, to look at our own lives, to see have I received this grace of our Lord Jesus Christ? 
and then to commit to run the race that God has set before us, all made possible by His amazing grace.